0: Hi, this is Rachel in Recover. We've got a special guest with us named Kimberly. She's here to tell us um, about her surviving sexual abuse as a child. Right now she's just gonna tell us a little bit about herself.
1: Hi, my name is Kimberly. I'm a 38 year old mom of two and I am excited to be here and share my experience.
0: Um, here's some of the questions we're gonna ask Kimberly. Um, what things have you done Uh, for recovery of being sexually abused? I have
1: mostly just done counseling. Um, I had a group that I joined not long after my experience, um, the first time that my mom put me into uh, as a little girl. And then I went to a counselor probably in my early 30s, and then I have started seeing a new counselor now and other support groups that I've done.
0: What have you done that's been the most helpful?
1: Honestly, the counseling has been the most helpful. Um, Just being able to talk to somebody, and mostly you work through the issues yourself, and they're just there to listen. Um, I find that, to have been really helpful.
0: Um. How did your family respond?
1: My family responded, that's pretty complicated, as I'm sure most people who have experienced that knows, that um, most of the time, the family is not very supportive. I, My immediate family, my mom and dad, they were very believing and supported me and got me into a support group whenever I was six. And, and that was great. The biggest problem was the extended family. Um, generally they seemed to have leaned more towards supporting my abuser than me um, and that kind of set me up for my later, um, the later issues that I had with abuse from other people. Um, so. How did your community respond? For the most part, I would think the only community that would have been the issue, I know the church that we went to, um, the first time I experienced abuse, kind of treated me like a leper, Um, and we eventually just stopped going because um, people just kind of viewed me different, like I was going to accuse them of something, or it was a very strange experience.
0: Um, Was there any re-victimization or victim-blaming?
1: Yes, Um, so the first time that it happened to me, I was around six years old. And um, for the most part, I healed pretty well from that. I don't know if it was being so young or if it was a support group that my mom put me in. But as time went on, I would experience um, my family basically still letting their kids play with my abuser and they would be very eggshelly around me and so the second time that it happened to me, my aunt's husband, um, I did not tell anybody and I just kind of went through it on my own um, from the time that I was about 12 until I was 18. And then I I was groomed so well during that process that I didn't. It didn't occur to me whenever I entered into an into a marriage with a um, sexual abuser as well.
0: Okay, how has this impacted your career?
1: Uh, for the most part, it hasn't really affected my career necessarily. I've been very lucky that I have a good job and everything, um, but I do. I do wonder sometimes about who I might have been if it weren't for the sexual abuse. Perhaps it, I don't know, perhaps I might have been somebody different. But for the most part, uh, career-wise, I've been pretty lucky.
0: Um, How has this impacted your dating life?
1: My dating life, I am pretty skeptical of most people. I am very guarded I'm not necessarily afraid to date, but it is hard for me to form a real secure attachment to people.
0: Um, how has this impacted your, your previous marriage? Uh, well, as I said before,
1: I did enter into a marriage with somebody who sexually abused me. Uh, for the most part, I stayed in the marriage for about 16 years, but it left me um, with a lot of a lot of stuff that I had to recover from afterwards because for the most part, I didn't even realize that I was being sexually abused through my marriage. I just kind of would experience, things with my body, um, like pain during any sort of intercourse with um, my ex, and those things kind of just started adding up towards the end, and I realized that there was just something fundamentally wrong with what was going on, and it wasn't until a couple of years after the divorce that I really started realizing how bad it was.
0: Um, how has this affected your
1: parenting? My parenting, I am, I would not say I'm overly protective, but because I don't want them to be scared of people, but I do, I watch the people around my children like a hawk whenever I can. Um, I look for any sort of uh, personality changes with people that they're around, and because that was one of the biggest things that was confusing to me. When I was experiencing stuff, I always, I was like, well, how did people not know? And then, so now I'm like extra vigilant to just try to pay attention to anything that might change in their demeanor around certain people.
0: How has this impacted your finances?
1: Uh, not too much, um, other than the the thinking that maybe something could have been different uh, without that. But as far as... I feel my finances haven't really suffered necessarily from it. I mean, I do have moments where I feel a little down or something, but it doesn't really affect anything long term.
0: Okay. I mean, I'm, have you taken in the, count, the cost of counseling or has that been covered by your job pretty well? Fortunately,
1: that is covered by my insurance, so. Um.
0: How has this impacted your overall long-term health?
1: Uh, I don't know. I do definitely have issues with going up and down in my weight, Um, and that obviously is not real great for my health. But I would not say I... My mental health, I mean, it's not too bad. I do have moments of anxiety and such, but... Um, overall, I don't think my physical health is too, um, too affected by it.
0: Okay. Um, how has this impacted your, uh, impacted your social life?
1: My social life? I, um, I don't make a lot of friendships, so, um, I probably spend most of my time alone or with a very good friend of mine or with, uh, Rachel. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I make very, very many connections with people. Um, unless I can, I feel like I can really trust them.
0: So, um, okay. How has this impacted your, uh, overall long-term mental health?
1: I would say day to day I do pretty good, but um, long term there's definitely some things that I'm never going to fully heal from. Um, I'm always going to have just a, a little bit of anxiety that's going to pop up here and there. I mean, I'm really doing the work to to heal and um, feel, I don't know, some semblance of normalcy, but it's really, the abuse is all I've ever known. So I don't know, I don't know what the medium is between people who haven't been like that and people who have. So overall, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good most days.
0: Um, to other victims out there, what advice would you want to give them?
1: Definitely get into counseling, even if you feel like you're totally fine, because the entire time through my marriage, I thought I was great. I didn't. I didn't know anything was wrong. So, if you have experienced that at all, um, definitely do counseling because there is stuff that's that's still affecting what you do and how you think about things. Um, my biggest, my biggest bit of advice is to the people around the people who have suffered from that, the families. Um, Like, don't pretend like it didn't happen. Be there um, because the people who are affected by sexual abuse, they need to know that they're supported more than anything, really.
0: Um, What was your grooming process?
1: Um, The grooming process, it's really complicated. Um, I mean, you feel, they make you feel really good. They make you feel special. Um, I, it's a very strange feeling to still have like positive thoughts towards the person knowing that, um, they took something from you that you're never going to get back. I, um, I still lean toward protecting that person or, um, or trying to keep their anonymity uh, safe and everything. And it's, it's a very weird experience because the grooming process, it just kind of sticks with you um, your entire life. And it affects the way that you respond to other people. Um, I'm very much so the type of person that just gives people the benefit of the doubt no matter what. Um, and sometimes it's at the expense of myself. I'm really working on not necessarily being that way. I don't want to lose my kindness and everything, but I do know that I have let people take advantage of me, um, because I don't want to hurt their feelings or, and I know that that was from the grooming process that my, um, from the abuse that I experienced during my adolescence.
0: How has this impacted your faith?
1: Um, I did. I had the questions, like everybody, on whether um, how God could let this happen to me, or um, or if there was a God, um, why why did this happen have to happen to me? Um, but I would not say that. It really affected my faith necessarily. Um, there's a lot of other reasons on my standing with faith but I don't know that the sexual abuse played a hand necessarily in how I view the world of religion and everything.
0: Okay. Anything else you would like to add? Um,
1: just mostly the that it's really important to support your family members that have experienced sexual abuse and, um, and for the people who have experienced that abuse. I mean, it's okay to, to never talk to those people again. You don't owe them anything. Um, you can just completely cut them out of your life and the people who support them, I mean, it's okay to cut them out of your life too. You need to have people around you that make you feel better and um, you should never feel guilty for being around somebody or uh, talking about whatever has happened to you and however you want to talk to people about it Uh, because the number one thing is that you need to have people around you that lift you up and keep you supported.
0: All right, Um, I think that's it. Uh, Thank you, Kimberly, for coming on our show. And uh, tune in next week on Thursday. Um, And we'll have another special guest um, on our show. And uh, thanks for listening, as always. Uh, You can always follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And then always reach out on www. Rachel on recovery. If you have any questions or if you want to be on the show, thanks.